Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. You've probably heard about all kinds of teacher strikes over the last few months. Well, another one is going down in the East Bay. And students in the New Haven School District are thinking of all the times teachers could go on strike. Why does it have to be right at the end of the school year? It feels wrong because I feel like I should be in a classroom right now. I should be taking my final or I should be in a classroom doing work and whatnot. It's day 14 of the teacher strike in the New Haven School District serving Union City and parts of Hayward in the East Bay. This week, high school seniors were supposed to take final exams, but many weren't even in class. Now, there's a big question. How will the district determine who's eligible for graduation? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Okay, and so we, we were meeting outside of uh, James Logan High School. This is the only high school in the school district? Yeah, the New Haven School District encompasses all of Union City schools as well as a couple of uh, schools in South Hayward. Joseph Jihaz, a reporter with the East Bay Times and Mercury News. We met outside Logan High School in Union City. This is where some of the roughly 600 teachers, counselors, and nurses represented by the New Haven Teachers Association have been picketing since March 20th. It's kind of unprecedented territory. First of all, this district and this teachers union has never seen a strike in decades at all. This is the first one. Um, so it's, yeah, kind of, there you go, there's my, the horns. Yeah, and those are the horns passing by because this is kind of where things kicked off. On the first day of the strike, you had teachers, uh, union members, supporters come to this corner and say, this is where we're, we're making our stand. It was early morning on the first day, May 20th. And, and, and every day since pretty much, they've had a presence here. Right now in Alameda County, hundreds of teachers in Union City and South Hayward are on strike for the first time in the New Haven Unified School District's history. When the teachers went on strike, the union was asking for more money, saying teachers need better wages to live and stay in the district. Kids, teachers, parents, they're out in the bike lanes with their signs, kind of encouraging people to honk. And it's been like that for, for weeks.
It has been like that for weeks, and this strike has lasted longer than the Oakland strike, it's lasted longer than the LA teacher strike, and a number of other strikes around the country. Why has this strike lasted so long? The answer from the spokespeople for the district is simply, I don't know. And we're not really privy to what happens in the bargaining rooms. You know, the, the both sides have been very tight-lipped about it. We keep hearing a lot about how the two sides are still far apart, but we, we don't really know what's keeping the wedge going. The two sides have been trading offers back and forth. The latest from the union on Thursday. They're asking for an overall 6% raise to be paid for all the days they've been on strike and for retiring teachers at the end of the school year to earn a full year of credit in the teacher retirement system. The district said they can't afford this offer. I read that teachers at the New Haven School District get paid more than uh, teachers around the county. So what's the money issue and how does it like play into the bigger context of teachers around the Bay Area? Yeah, teachers on average in the New Haven School District in the New Haven Teachers Association get paid about $96,000. That's their average teacher, you know, pre-tax pay. And that's higher than any other district in the county. The lowest paid teachers here, like the entry level teachers, they make about 72,000 and the highest paid make almost 120. So it is um, big numbers when you're thinking of a traditional teacher salary, but the teachers will tell you, well, we have to pay about $20,000 or so for our health care because the district and union negotiated several years ago that they would not receive any benefits from the school district towards their health care. So they pay that out of pocket and a lot of them will tell you, well, that hits us really hard, especially for teachers on the lower end of the scale. But the district has harped on the idea that we do value our, our teachers and it's evidenced in how much we pay them. Well, what, what kinds of kids does New Haven School District serve? Union City is a very diverse city. A lot of Filipino students, you've got uh, Latino students. The district itself uh, has a good mix, but it has almost 50% of students who are on free and reduced meal plans or who are eligible for them. When Oakland had its strike, uh, there were places that kids could go during the day, and I know enrollment uh, in classes dropped significantly. Do we know how many kids are actually going to school right now? Very few students are coming to school here. The large majority are staying away from school. My last analysis, first 11 days of the strike, about 12%, just a touch more than uh, the entire district's worth of students actually came to their schools. I've seen higher attendance numbers at the elementary schools, which makes sense, again, with the low, you know, the younger kids, maybe they don't have a place to stay on their own. A lot of kids have told me straight up, we're just using this as an early vacation. You see them cruising the streets here, the high school students honking with their teachers, but, you know, they're at Starbucks. They're at the movies and there or a lot of them have just told me especially the younger kids like middle school they're just staying at home you know and so they're not coming to school so this is actually a key time of year for a lot of students because it's towards the end of the year and students are having their final tests and they're trying to even figure out if they're going to graduate so how is that playing out here in these last few days of school yeah i think i think it's important to underscore that because as you saw with uh, L.A. in January and Oakland in February and the end of February and early March, those strikes are happening in the middle of the year. And while that can have its own set of consequences, um, what you have here is a, is a group of teachers that went on strike just a couple weeks before the end of the year. And seniors actually were supposed to have their finals begin this past Monday. And instead, 
they're canceled. Students and even administrators have told me alike that this is the time students use to bump up their grades if they need to. They will work with teachers, you know, to get last minute assignments done, perhaps extra credit, what have you, in order to make sure that they're where they want to be academically and ready for their tests. So now what you have is this big state of limbo, especially for the younger classmen who who don't even know if the strike was to end tomorrow, if they're going to have a final exam next week on the last few days of school, which ends June 13th, or if they're going to have some sort of, you know, free free time off and just get a grade that their teacher assigns them, or if they're going to have some sort of modified final, which is something some teachers have told us is that they might change the finals or, or significantly reduce the, you know, the, the severity or the harshness of them, because no one whether it be the district or the teachers, have said they want to make the students pay academically for this strike. Joseph has asked the union about the timing of the strike and why it's coming now. He says the union blames the long negotiation process, which happened to land them at the end of the school year. So what are students saying about this? So students are feeling the impact of this, not only with uncertainty, but also with the impact to their grades. I happen to be one of those students. A senior, for example, like Christian Weaver, I am Christian Weaver. I'm a senior at James Logan High School. She's telling us, you know, I had one class that I was wavering in all year on the cusp of failure and passing. Graduating, I will be fine. Um, I'm just a little bit above the cutoff for people who are able to graduate. But she was working hard uh, even prior to the strike to get that up to a passing grade. There are a lot of students who are like right on the edge, especially seniors who are right on the edge to be able to graduate, but they need just like two more points to their grade to be able to do that. And the final is kind of their last hope. Some teachers like Rob Washington have told me directly he believes there's going to be some students who are not going to graduate high school as a result of this strike. I, I'll argue that five graduation rate will drop between five and ten percent if they don't fudge the number. And that's because um, those students who are on the teetering edge may not have had this time to, you know, boost their grades and work with teachers to, to make up assignments and things like that that high school students will do normally at the end of the year. What's the plan then for giving students grades or, or deciding who's going to graduate at the end of the school year? Yeah, so what the district has told me is that, you know, their interpretation anyways of education code, uh, they're not allowed to change grades. So they have to use what teachers have given them up to this point. And so their idea is to take the highest of the past three grades. But it's hard to say whether or not that's going to benefit everyone. And the district, for its part, has just said, we're going to do the best we can to keep students from being impacted by this, but there's, there's no guarantees. So what do we know about, is, is graduation going to happen, or how are they going to deal with that? The district has said clearly to me just recently that you know, high school graduations are going to happen, promotions from eighth grade up into high school, those are going to happen. It's just that the ceremonies might be different. So if the teacher strike continues through the end of the school year on June 13th, those graduation ceremonies and promotion ceremonies, they're going to have a different feel because often that's a mix of administrators, you know, usually handing out the diplomas and a lot of teachers like on the school lawn, you know, applauding their kids, watching their students that they've worked with for maybe one to four years come across the stage. They may not be present. It's really unclear right now if they'd be barred from those ceremonies, but the, the district has told me that administrators would take teachers' places if this strike was to continue through the end of the year. Have you ever seen something like this at a school district? Like a strike coming at the end of the school year, it seems kind of like a dramatic moment for this to happen. This is unprecedented here. These are kids who are missing 12, 13 days of education at the end of the year. Some who are trying to move on to college and might have some sort of conditional acceptance letter. So it's a, it's a story where the stakes are really high for everyone involved.
Joseph says even though both sides have been getting closer, there's no telling when the strike might end. Hey guys, this is Joseph Dehoff. It's about 7.25 on Thursday night. And just a few minutes ago, I'm getting confirmation from the union that indeed after a long day of negotiating, there was no deal reached today. And that means we can expect more picketing, another day of strike, number 14 on Friday. And negotiations I'm hearing will start up again at 9 a.m. on Friday. So we'll see what comes of those talks uh, as the day goes on. Talk to you guys later. Joseph Jiha is a reporter with the East Bay Times and Mercury News. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz-Guevara and editor Erica Aguilar. KQED's leadership team includes Vinnie Tong, Julie Kane, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Have a great weekend. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.